It's the Bulls podcast number 62, and today we're covering Dale and Terry to the G League. Bulls drop the new City Edition jerseys. P will versus P won't continues. Our current state of the Bulls and predictions for the coming week. Our Bulls podcast. Here are this your is hosts, terrible. Couch <laughs> and Here we are. All right, welcome to the Bulls Podcast, coming to you from BullsPodcast.com. This is where we bring you the latest news, reviews, rants, rumors, and opinions on the players, coaches, and front office of the Chicago Bulls. My name is Marcus Couch, desperately trying to make this work. And with me once again is my friend on the other end, Mr. Wise Black. How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Doing well. Uh, especially looking at the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I'm... I'll save it for when we get into the pod, but I mean, I'm not too mad, you know, in terms of how I feel about the pools right now. So I'm good. All right, good. So we got several topics, including Dale and Terry sent to the G League, Bulls dropping the new city adjacent jerseys. As we said, P will versus P won't. We got predictions and boy, uh, we're, we're getting close, wise. Getting very close in our predictions these days. Uh, let's get it kicked off and, uh, start to talk about some social stuff. So right now, Hey, everybody on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, how you doing? Uh, this is the video edition of the bulls podcast. This is where I'm going to encourage you to like, and subscribe since we don't typically do that kind of stuff, but we are trying to get to a thousand subs on YouTube specifically. So please make sure you do that. And with that, uh, let's get on with the show, Wise. we got a couple of quick news announcements going on. Um, first off, let's let's get to the uh, the dancing elephant in the room. We got uh, Dale and Terry headed to the G League. Uh, he's really, this is not really newsworthy. It is news, I guess you could say. But uh, he has thus far only played 16 minutes total put up four points and committed two turnovers, including that last second uh, embarrassment. So uh, I do have a clip wise right now to show you of uh, Dale and Terry arriving in practice and playing with uh, Hill and Marco. And here's that clip. (laughs) What? The big three once again. Here we go. <laughs> oh man, never ends with you, man. You... I know. <laughs> I had to throw a ball. That was good. Man. That was good. All right. So they're going to make up the big three of the Windy City Bulls. Uh, did you happen to catch Joe Kim's Noah's uh, interview with JJ Reddick at I all? Snippets of it. I, I haven't watched the full thing. That he said Chris Bosch told him on the phone, "I'm going to be a Chicago Bull." Wow. Somehow he snaked out of that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I, I was looking at a little bit of that where Joaquin Noah was talking about that whole little thing. Yeah. Uh, just as far as them, uh, you know, the the three uh, Heatles coming to Chicago. And, yeah, that 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 was really sad, man. I, I really think that um, D. Rose played a little bit in yeah. as to why they maybe didn't come. They wanted more ass kissing. And yeah. D. Rose was just not going to do that. No, he didn't want to do any of it. Okay, and uh, Billy Donovan announced some progress with Lonzo Ball since our last show that he's actually running underwater. Um, I don't personally see that as progress. I had a pretty severe car accident, which I broke my leg, uh, both lower bones and my leg. And I had surgery with a rod put in, which is a lot different than the smaller knee surgery that he had. And I was walking in the pool within 10 days and I couldn't even, I mean, and running and I couldn't even walk without crutches. So walking underwater, running underwater, not that big of a thing. Plus I've seen him walking on the sidelines with no problem. So um, I'm, I'm guessing it's a little further along than that. What do you think wise? Yeah, this is news to me. I didn't know that uh, Billy Donovan suffered uh, an injury. So this was, Obviously, a no, no, no. Billy Donovan talking about Lonzo Ball. Oh, Lonzo. I'm sorry, I, I blanked out there, but that's I okay. Mean, so, you're saying, um, just as far as the activity that Lonzo Ball, yeah, is, is yeah, doing his right recovery, now, he's, he's, doing some he's running in a pool, and yeah, I mean, whew, 
I mean, I'm optimistic. Everything that I've been hearing regarding Lonzo Ball and his recovery to this point, I mean, it sounds like he's moving along fairly nicely, uh, just as well as I guess they would hope. Um, and I mean, I really do hope that Lonzo Ball can get back at least once the new year is in. I mean, even a month into the new year at least because I really think the Bulls are going to need him. I think they actually need him right now. But in terms of his progress, man, I mean, it's really up in the air and we're continuously getting these little updates that really don't mean anything to me actually because, I mean, we won't – until I hear that he's playing – in a practice until I hear that he's actually right. doing basketball activities. I mean, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but I'm not expecting anything really. When you say need him, do you think that's, be- is that a lack of IO or is that uh, a lack of shooting? We need, we yeah. need his shooting uh, more than anything right now, because uh, ironically enough, the bulls are playing fairly decently on paper on the defensive end. I mean, they're fifth in the league right now in defensive rating. How? I have no clue watching them. But, I mean, yeah. Well, do you think Kobe White's absence has a lot to do with that too? When it comes to uh, our defense looking better? No, shooting. Shooting, lacking oh, shooting. Well, yeah, I mean, most definitely. Uh, Kobe White, I think he definitely was um, – he was getting up more shots for us from deep. And, I mean, just overall – uh, right now, we only have maybe three shooters on the team, and uh, Dragic. Dragic is a huge surprise to me. Um, he He's our best three-point shooter right now, even better than Zach, which is blowing my mind. Uh, Booch, he looks solid from deep. He's shooting 38% from deep so far on the year. Uh, and obviously, Zach Levine. Uh, Ayo, he's, you know, he's calmed down in the last couple games. But, yeah, man, we really yeah. need uh, Lonzo Ball back more so offensively uh, more than anything at this moment in time. Yeah. Ball movement all right. shooting. All right. Well, um, on the business side, the Bulls have launched something else that you can buy. Hooray. It's the City Edition jerseys. Now let's uh, let's give them their credit. Let's Let's watch the promo and see what these are all about. In 1917, Chicago introduced this symbol. Yeah, you know it. The municipal wire splashed across our buildings and bridges. A representation of the meeting point between the Chicago River's three branches. And now, it's our team. Five lines for each player on the court. And a new, rusty red to match the Chicago River's bridges. The 2022 City Edition jersey pays homage to Chicago's past while we write its next chapter. Okay. Have you seen the city jersey yet? I, I mean, that was my first time seeing them. Oh, uh, well, yeah. it looks like it looks like that. <laughs> Very similar. Very yeah, similar, here's Demar right? with his on right now. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the <laughs> wrong one. It's this one. <laughs> I mean, so it looks like they uh, have. Does I mean, I'm gonna go back to this, but doesn't it does it not look like this? Yeah, no, it's it's almost. Uh, yeah, exact replica almost. So that's, that's, here it is. Let's, okay, let's go right. Because I, I wanted to get a zoom in look on it because you can tell oh, here it is. the details. Yeah, so, right. So I saw that picture, the one with Demar and Zach sitting yeah. down. I so it's almost that, like an. It's like a, gotta, they wanted to rip off an Adidas stripe on the side or something. Yeah, man. Like those details are very. Uh, yeah, very minute. I mean, it, they didn't change a whole, whole lot, if you ask me. Like, because you got to look really closely to even see that pattern in the in the white portion of the jersey. I yeah. mean, it looks, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's solid, but it doesn't pop, really. I mean, yeah. you got the stripes, but I mean. Yeah, they solid. were actually, they actually asked Vooch last night what he thought about it, and then that's what he said. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey. Yo, yo, I took that same picture, Marcus. I t- yo, when I was because I was halfway watching the game, I was doing something, but then I glanced up and I saw this. But it, it, they hurried up and switched away from that. Right? right? Of course they, they did. They switched away from it real quick. I rewinded. I'm, I'm like, wait, did he just give somebody the finger? <laughs> the ref. <laughs> was the ref. Yeah, because they called him on some BS call. Yeah. The, the refs were just incredible that game, last game. But mm. yeah. 
that was, that was hilarious. Okay, so uh, let's get into P. Will. I'm still on this P. Will haters club. I, I'm I'm saying we should have traded him this summer. I'm sorry, we should have. I hate getting on his case, but I'm having a hard time understanding what the problem is. He's improving in certain areas, yes. I yeah. feel like he really isn't living up to the paw nickname at all. Yeah, we yeah. treat him and we pay him like he's something special. But for that same money that we pay him, I could go get another Derek Jones Jr. or another Javante Green or somebody like that that's going to hustle and sky when they you know need to. I just – I think at this point we sh- – we, what was Utah? What what was the thing for Gobert? They wanted P. Will, right? And and a draft pick. Yeah, supposedly. And we, so. we just didn't want to give it up. And maybe Kobe White. I'm pretty sure they would have had to give up more than just Pat Williams and a first round one first round pick and Kobe White. And looking at what they did get for him, I think they would have definitely wanted more. But um regarding Pat Williams and man, all right, let me let me let me put it like this. Cause yeah. I was just thinking about this earlier. Looking at Lori Marketing, I, I have to. Looking at Lori Marketing, granted, it's early in the season. He's putting up all-star numbers right now in Utah. I then also but- look at Wendell Carter Jr. over in Orlando. He's making strides as a player, even coming off of what he did last season. He was probably the best player on Orlando last year. Both, um, both products of Jim Boylan, let's say that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But but follow me, follow me. Um, also, when I think about a guy like, uh, and this is you know um, minuscule in comparison to the last two, but Doug McDermott, and the reason I bring him up is because he's a solid rotational piece in the NBA right now. Like he's a shooter and he's coveted. Like there are people that actually want him. I believe that Indiana could get uh, a first round pick for him if they really wanted to. Um, I also think about Jimmy Butler. So, and, and look at what he's going to become. He's a superstar right now, <sighs> or at least as soon as he left the Chicago Bulls, he developed as a superstar. So, what what I'm saying all this to say is, are us as Bulls fans are we too impatient? Do we not allow our product to develop long enough? I mean, because we've had quite a few players like the and more than the four I just named, but that have gone off and have maintained maintained their stay in the league. And not only that, but they've grown after leaving the Bulls. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, and I, I get exactly where you're coming from, because, you know, you and I agree on that. We clown them all the time. But like I said, as I was doing some thinking earlier, it just made me think like, damn, are we a little bit too impatient? Because Pat, he does show signs. I mean, he shows signs that he can be a pretty decent player, but isn't every team guilty of that? Yet. Isn't the Lakers, aren't aren't they guilty of that with both Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso? Fair enough. Then I guess you, you, you got to put it on um, the front offices then. I mean, because then maybe yeah. just the league in general is maybe a little bit too patient, impatient with, with you some could, of you these could, guys. You could say that about Pop with DeRozan, you know, and the Spurs. They they let him go. Well, uh, I I think with that, uh, Pop, that was smart, if you ask me. They, they knew they weren't. Let him grow. I get it. I yeah. mean, but, yeah, that that's just my thinking, man. I mean, what what do you feel about that? Do you – well, well, like you were saying, many teams do that, right? But, I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, I, I so, focus more so here's pool. here's my thing, man. Yeah, You got one more year of DeRozan left. One. Then what? You going to resign him? For what? Or what? who else is available in the league at that time that you can get? You going to get AD? Who are you going to get? Huh. That's a topic. That's a hot topic right now, right? So – like the reason I'm on P will is because the clock is ticking and we're wasting time with this guy in our window. Lonzo's mm-hmm. got what one year. He's got what two years left. Mm-hmm. This year's going to be a half a year. Next year will be his rebound year, so to speak. And then there's a, probably a player option at the, at the fourth year, I'm guessing. So I, I, I like, I like where this is going. I like the rabbit hole because this also makes me think um, if that's the case, when we talk about the Bulls window, 
mm-hmm. and and us being on the on being on the clock in terms of you know our star players timeline then I feel like what the hell what are the Chicago Bulls anyway I mean what is the plan <laughs> Seriously, like, right. what, what, is, what is our plan? You know what I'm saying? Because I honestly, me personally, I do not see this team currently as currently constructed. I don't see us as a championship team. Just okay, in so, comparison to the Milwaukee's, in comparison to the Phillies, although they're having their issues right now. But nonetheless, yeah. I mean, in, in general, Boston. Okay, so you know what I'm let's saying? take a look. Let's Hell, take a look, Cleveland. Man. Yeah. So let's look at a couple of things. Um, this is just a basic, and oh, I got to enlarge this a little bit so I can see it. Okay, so this is right now the East. And let me change the background there a little bit. Um, the East is basically Milwaukee, Cleveland, Boston, Atlanta, Toronto, and the Bulls at six and seven. Okay, then you got the Knicks, the Wizards, Sixers, Pacers, Nets, Heat, Heat, Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler, the superstar, four and seven team. Yeah. Um, then you got Detroit and Orlando. We mentioned uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Not doing too great. Uh, so, two fifty look- record along with the Hornets. <clears throat> the, the the one team that I'm looking at where I think is uh, not going to stand pat in their position where they are now is Philly. I see Philly yeah. climbing up. I mean, it's, man, you got to think of how last year played out, right? The Bulls mm-hmm. were the number one team in the East all the way up until uh, All-Star break. And you talk about by the closer to the end of the season, we were – damn near play-in team so that's how quickly things can change and when I look at Philly I think with Joel Embiid over there himself not to mention the growth of Tyrese Maxey I know James Harden isn't you know the James Harden of yesterday but nonetheless he's still a pretty decent player I just think that they're having growing pains right now and I see them more so uh, knocking the Bulls out of that sixth spot and the Bulls more so being more likely in that seventh or eighth spot realistically. Okay, I mean, so I also see, see it, I also see Atlanta doing their typical nosedive uh, midway mm-hmm. through the season. Uh, can Toronto hold what they've got? I don't know. Knicks, they'll I like fall. Toronto, man. I do. Knicks I like will fall. Toronto. Wizards will fall. Brooklyn yeah. will rise. Miami will rise. It's just a matter of time. So let's take a look at the West and see what's going on over there. So the West, Lowry and the Utah Jazz are 10 and 3. (laughs) Phoenix, Portland, Denver, Memphis, Dallas. Let's get that pick, baby. Let's go, Portland. Hey, I'm rooting for Portland. (laughs) Every game. (laughs) Yep. Uh, what it's just if they make the playoffs, right? We get their yeah. pick. Yep. Nice. Okay. Uh, Memphis eight and four. They're gonna rise. Jaws having a year. Uh, Dallas. Lucas doing his thing. He's probably the most underrated MVP candidate this year, I would say. Mm. Uh, Clippers. Meh. Pelicans. Meh. They're, they're they're gonna fall once Zion's knees inflammation kicks in. Midway through oh, the year. Hey, man. <laughs> he didn't look like the second coming last night. Oh, man. I'm sure. Spurs, <laughs> Wolves, Kings, Warriors at four and seven. Yeah. That surprises me, but they'll pull out of that. They will. That Draymond drama. OKC, four and seven. Lakers, two and nine. I couldn't be happier about yeah, that. The lovable Lakers, they're going to end at 15th in the West. They want it. They want that. They want that pick. They'll get that pick. No, they they don't. No, they don't own their pick this year. Oh, uh, New Orleans does. Oh, New Orleans owns their pick for this year. Yeah, so Mm. they don't have a reason to tank. (laughs) Oh, in that case, yeah, yeah. Relatively speaking, I don't. They're just doing it anyway. Man, they don't have a choice. They're just that bad of a team. And relatively speaking, I don't feel 
that bad. I feel for the Lakers fans because in comparison to them, we aren't in a bad position at all. Because man, oh man, the Lakers are something else. You you know, I had I was at work the other day. Yeah. And there was this uh um this guy that was in the store who uh he was talking to me about uh what the Bulls need and everything, right? And he said that he thought that we needed more help at the point position. And his suggestion was that the Bulls should go and get Russell Westbrook. The man said Russell Westbrook, and I instantly shot it down. I, I heard that for Vooch. I heard that about uh, to do that with Vooch. And um, what would that Vooch, would to, to trade Vooch? To trade Vooch, yeah. Yeah. While we do, he's probably the, the, our second best player right now, man. No, I get it. I'm just trying to tell you that that's that's that was the the outcry that I heard yesterday, which was if we're gonna get Westbrook, the tr- the trade would center around Vooch. No, nah, that would be retarded. Why would it, why would <laughs> would it be Vooch? Hell no, I, no. I yeah, and that's why I say I shot that down really really quickly and i don't know i guess some some fans are, are just casual fans and they don't really watch like actual basketball and like on court product but l- look at what russ has done to la man and i mean there's no slight against russ like on a personal tip because I would you want russ, him on the bulls russ's would game, you want him on the bulls what if it was, no. if it was like, Marcel ball and vooch straight out and la gives us a pick a future pick. Oh, the, the these picks that that everybody wants. Would yeah. I would I take Russ and their pick for Vooch yeah. and Zoe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Most definitely, okay. I would. But that that just that just would mean that they're blowing it up then. And honestly speaking, I mean, going back to the question that I posed earlier, what is the Bulls' plan? Because Honestly, we are not a championship team right now. I, I honestly don't see the Bulls winning the championship with the roster as it's currently constructed. So, right, I That's, would much that rather was my question. What's our window? Over. Yeah, I, honestly, I and I get it. I get it. We like I am happy that the Bulls. Like last year was a breath of fresh air. It was super fun. It was dope. But I'm also in the business of winning championships, man. I want to win a championship. I want to get back to that feeling that we had in 2011. You know what I'm saying? Back 2010 and all that, where we they were actually talking about us every around the clock yeah. on ESPN, we and every other sports games. station. Like we were always in Vegas. We were always one of the top teams that was was uh, said to have chances to win the championship. I want to get back to that. You know what I'm saying? But no one's actually afraid of the Bulls right now. No. Even even New Orleans. Um, so in case anybody caught it on Twitter, I did uh, put myself out there as far as uh, being in the Anthony Davis deal. What the? <laughs> so nobody uh, – nobody, Yeah, so I traded, I traded Vooch, Kobe, Dale and Terry, Bradley, and Marco for me and Anthony Davis on the Bulls. I think – I, I, the trade machine took it. So anyway, uh, okay. So let's uh, scoot on over to the next. Would you here. hold on, real, real quickly? Yeah, real, yeah, yeah. Last oh. question: Would yeah. you actually like? Would you realistically want Anthony Davis on his team right now? It, okay, if I could seriously, if I could get rid of, okay, Kobe White last year on his deal, Vooch last year on his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did I jokingly have in there? Tony Bradley last year on his deal. Jalen Terry, rookie in the G League. Saminovich, G League. What am I giving up here? So this, right. Terry. So this would be what you would be willing to give up. Would you throw in the first? Yeah. Oh yeah. You would. Sure. Uh, right. So that. So that's something that I was. And I haven't even. I, I didn't even get rid of P. P. Will in this scenario. Right. I saw. I saw. Um. And and I'm with you there because. Honestly, like, so I would take Anthony Davis. They would but never it would do it. Are you kidding on... me? Dude, he, he never plays. Play with them. He, yeah. ne- he never plays. Anthony Davis yeah. is not worth that much if you ask me. No, he's what, not. What, I don't want him. 
what what the Jazz got for Rudy Gobert, or hell, even what um um the Spurs got for Dejounte Murray. If you ask me, Anthony Davis is not worth all of that because no. he can never stay on the court. This dude plays what like forty games every season. What is this? It's We're hype. taking all the risk. Yeah, like they will actually have an upgrade in in getting Booch and so, and who and, and Kobe White who can actually shoot. They like no. So during I mean, the break, during the break in the show that you and I had, there was a moment where they were talking about uh, this was before we got Vooch about getting Andre Drummond. Do you recall this? Yeah, and they were like, we're gonna get him, and then he didn't sign, and everybody's like, oh, well, we're not gonna get anybody. Um, but what happened this year? We got him on the cheap. Yeah, right? he was asking so, for too much money initially. Right. right. Um. So same with AD. If you want AD to come back home into Chicago, let him finish right his price. bag in LA. Let him go take some minimum vet deal on a trade somewhere else, and then after that doesn't work out, come on back. That's it. <laughs> like D Rose, like I think go get your money yeah. in New York, and then come on back home. Do one last that. year. One last uh, year. And man, D Rose is like my my favorite player of all time. I can't lie. And yeah, I would love to have D Rose back in Chicago. D Rose, Zach Levine, into his career here. Yeah, yeah, man. That that would be a uh, man a story. That would be a really nice story. Um, but a, a, on the AD tip, man, I don't know. I said it before, and it looks like that's what's going on now because I honestly could see the Bulls realistically. Like, Arturis and, and Eversley are so quiet. Like, you never know what they're going to do. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to just pop up one day and you get a notification on your phone that says Andy Davis hit it to Chicago. That that could be very likely dealing with the front office that we have right now. But like I said, it's contingent on what we give up because I said it before, I don't want AD when he's all broken up and he's and he's basically just a, a a jump shooting guy who can't really bang. He, you know, he already doesn't like to play center. I mean, I, he, he's a shell of himself almost. He can, he's still putting up numbers, but I just, I look at the value. Like, is he creating W's? And obviously, so let me not. get. Here's something that I, I'm gonna bring up, that is gonna crack the theory. Okay. And I know we love D Rose. I know we love Io. I know we love all these Chicago guys. But every time these Chicago guys come back, it doesn't mean jack for us. Mm. D Wade came back. What what did that do? Nothing. Made us twenty-seven million dollars. Yeah, twenty-seven million lighter. And he just went to went back home to Miami anyway. That was his home. That 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 was his homecoming, not here. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That's very and true. and so here's the other question: Is what situation in the NBA has the hometown kid come back and want it for his team? Is there any? LeBron James. Okay, one. That's it. I think yeah, One. I think that's in all of much sports, it. LeBron and Cleveland. Uh, think about the also, Chicago championships. Did anybody? Candace Parker. Was anybody? Candace Parker. Okay. Last year with the sky. Okay. I mean, eh, yeah. well, that's barely a sport, but. Um, <laughs> oh, what? what? The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bogus! Come on, uh, you gotta have a no, you gotta have no crowd, and you gotta be on TV man. for that. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, you a trip, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> I can't watch that. I can't. That's that's. They're tell solid, me you what. Tell me you watched an entire game of the WNBA. The entire game. I have. I actually oh. have, man. Yeah. No, I actually have sat and watched full games of WNBA. Now, granted, only only the Sky games. I've never watched any other teams. But I mean, you know, I'm a homer, man. So, and like, okay. uh, there are a lot of those women out there that can actually ball. Like legit, okay. they can actually. So, okay, so really, Candace Parker is the only one that's done it for Chicago, right? That's it. Yes. Yeah. The Bulls' championship years, nobody was from Chicago on those teams. None of those guys. 
were from Chicago. Mm-mm. Cubs, Sox, none of those guys were Chicago guys. They didn't come from here. Uh, Blackhawks, Tays, and uh, the other guy, they didn't come from they're – from, they're from Canada. They didn't <laughs> come from here. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. So I, I love the fairy tale, and it's nice because – it's, it's not I, I think do you think do you think it's because secretly we all think that we're on the on the court as fans? <laughs> do you think uh, that's it? Like that lives out that stupid fantasy in our head that we're good enough to be that. I mean, in a way, possibly, yeah. In a way, maybe that that can be a bit it. But it, I also look at it like how you just love your own team like how you love your own whatever team whether it be baseball football basketball you you root for your team and you look at those players who come from the same city that you come from and you just want to root for them because you feel like they're one of you they're like they're one they're from the home you know they're they're like your brother or your sister so you automatically want to root for somebody who comes from where you come from i think that's more so what it is I mean, at least that's how I looked at it. Like when D Rose went, and let me let me tell you, okay. when D Rose went to the league as a kid from the the east side of Chicago, southeast side of Chicago, when D Rose went to the league, and I played basketball in high school, I actually played against D Rose in high school. I went to Percy L. Yeah. and when Bro went to the league, it felt like. He opened up the doors for, you know, just the the regular kid from the streets, like who who comes from the gutter. Like I hear you. It, it, it made it feel like you could actually do it. Because a lot of us had never seen like we didn't know Juwan Howard. You know what I'm saying? Right. Juwan Howard, Chicago right. product. Uh Benny, you know, he didn't make it because of an unfortunate, you know, incident where he was killed. And I mean D-Wade, like, social media wasn't popping like that. And D-Wade, I don't know what part of Chicago he was from, but he wasn't really, like, in it, in it. D-Rose from Inglewood, he's from the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you saw D-Rose out here hooping in the park and everything. So that's what made it so huge uh, for for us kids who, who, you know, grew up like D-Rose. And, and I think that's part of, like, why I'm such a huge fan of Derrick Rose because, I mean, I, I legit, like, watched him close up in person, and I saw his growth, you know. So it was just very inspiring. Did you see that uh, – and, and I, I don't want to play it because LeBron's face is in it, but did yeah. you see that clip of uh, the barbershop where he's talking about the injuries – Derek Rose was talking about to LeBron about how the media was all pissed off at him about um, coming back. And then the front office was fueling it. And he basically went into the front office and was like, why are you fueling this? Why are you doing mm. this? I'm working hard and you're doing this to me. Yeah. And uh, I guess a month later is when they traded him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and and it's sad, right? Because look at how the league is going now, where low management is a real thing. But a decade ago, you know, you were frowned upon if you weren't playing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially by um, the Bulls organization letting out that information that the doc the doctors cleared Derrick Rose to play, but you can't tell a, like Kawhi Leonard now. I mean, like you can't tell a player when they're ready to go because it's psychological. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't do that with Lonzo Ball this time around. He yeah, because they probably how much how much time that's a great question to figure out right now. How yeah. much time did Derek Rose take out for his injury a full year, right? That was the Nate Robinson season. Um yeah. a full year and then a couple games when he came back. Okay, so Lonzo Ball would have to sit out this entire year to be in that same scenario. Mm. Wouldn't you be screaming about this afterwards? I mean, he's had now two surgeries. But uh, when does Lonzo deserve the Derrick Rose treatment? He never does, man. He never no? does. No, 
No, I wouldn't say that because you got to think about it for these guys, you know, personally. Like, a lot of them play the game because they love the game. And looking at Derrick Rose now and how, you know, he had to completely shift the way that he played the game. You know, he's not himself anymore. And thankfully, you know, he wasn't like, you know, other guys like – who would I say whose game had to completely change? It, it doesn't matter. But Derrick Rose found peace in his um, releg- in his relegation. Or what, what word am I looking for? Never mind. <laughs> anyway. It is resolved in what his, he did. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He knew that he had mm-hmm. to change his game. And, you know, he found out how to make himself a better player in this within this new style. And when I look at Lonzo Ball, I mean – He's still a very, very young player. He still has a lot of game ahead of him, right? And I don't necessarily want to rush him back just for the sake of us trying to make it to the playoffs. Not necessarily winning the championship. We're just trying to make it to the playoffs. I mean, no, I I wouldn't be mad at him. I I don't think he deserves the Derrick Rose treatment because none of us know what he's going through personally. I don't think he does not want to be on the court. Hooper's okay. hoop, man. Like Lonzo Ball wishes he was out there on the court. So if he's not playing, it's for a real reason. All right. Well, let me get on something that I am a little pissed off about, and that is our state of the Bulls. And I think yeah. the blame falls squarely on Billy. Uh, I wish I could blame mm. it all on Pete Will, but the truth is the coaching decisions in the fourth quarter have been super questionable. Uh, back in Oklahoma City, Billy was famous for not calling timeouts when other teams were making these big scoring runs. The inbound yeah. plays that we've seen lately and just the one just even yesterday have been so sloppy, seemingly just unplanned in terms of play calling. In the press conference, I wish I had a clip of this, Billy actually said, oh, well, we were going to adjust after we found out who was going to get the ball on the inbound. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Who are we running the play to? This isn't just some like choose your own adventure book. This is a play. In the fourth quarter, it seems like we're clearing out for DeMar to do iso ball while everybody else just perches like a bird around the third three-point line, just waiting for DeMar to get triple teamed and force the ball out or wait for him to take a shot so they can just sit there and slap him a high five on the way back. In close games, the Bulls have had no clear heart to get ahead and finish these opponents out in the closing five minutes of the game. They keep letting them back in. And guess what? The Bulls in a game that's decided by five points or less are 0-5. We cannot beat anybody, and that is 40% of our games. If we had the heart and the balls, as I must say, to close out these games – that's at least, let's just say, four more games that we would have won. Let's yeah. just say five. Five <clears throat> of those games. Our record right now at four of them would be 10-3. and three. That's that's the same right behind the Bucks and the same one that the Utah Jazz has, that, the, that Utah is talking about. Would be the Utah Jazz. Everybody would be talking about <laughs> the 10-3 and three Bulls right now if they just had some heart. And mm. I think that falls right on Billy, right on a really terrible fourth quarter coaching. Um, Lonzo Ball could return tonight, and it wouldn't matter because we'd still blow it in the fourth quarter. What do you wow. Think? Yeah, th- those are some takes right there, man. That's deep. Uh, so I-, I will say this. I agree with you on the fact that Billy Donovan fails to adjust. So I was looking at that um, the first or the, the the game in Toronto, right, where they just completely shut down DeMar DeRozan. Like DeMar was getting trapped every time he brought the ball up to the half court line. By yeah. the time he hit half court line, he was trapped. And that wore him down. It caused a lot of turnovers. It didn't allow the offense to be set. And, and Toronto did it like literally every single play. Literally yeah, every single they had day. It. And Billy failed 
to do something about it. Why he continued to allow that to go on, it, it was I was just scratching my head about that because I'm like, dude, try something else. You have Ayodosumu, you have Dragic, who can't, they're, they're decent enough ball handlers. Granted, DeMar's our best, but those two guys are serviceable. So take the ball out of his hand since they keep trapping him and allow one of the other guys to bring the ball up. And I don't know, like, use DeMar like Detroit used to use Rip. You know what I'm saying? Have him come off screens because yeah. they obviously were focusing on in on him. They're like, we're going to allow what we're going to force your role players to beat us. DeMar is not going to beat us. Right. So all I feel like and obviously I'm, I'm no coach. I could not do a good as a job as Billy Donovan. So I'm not trying to sit here and sound condescending, but I'm just saying like he failed to try anything different. And I think if he had just at least, you know, put DeMar in a better position, like having him come off screens and shoot that midi that he loves instead of having him, you know, set the offense and everything like that, I think it would have looked a whole lot better because he's automatic from mid-range, right? And he wouldn't have he been doubled as much if he was just in a catch-and-shoot situation. But not only that, uh what else it was another it was another well let me let me break something down let me break something down about billy okay in this pelicans game yeah five minutes left to play five minutes left to play we got a four-point lead the Mm -hmm. bulls could have stepped on their necks and got it done instead they yanked out patrick williams out of the game okay p will had a block and four steals in 26 minutes he was he was on Zion, okay, and Brandon Ingram. He held Brandon Ingram to two for six. Two for six. Yeah. And then he took he took out Pwell and put Caruso on B.I., and, and then B.I. got uh, six for eight, 13 points down the stretch, and that's what sealed it. That's so he it. went – he went for – he went for like – Two so for – when, when he was guarded – yeah, so he was he two for six when people guarded him. As opposed to paying attention to the game, the floor of the yeah. game, because you're right. Patrick right. Williams, while he wasn't that great offensively, he actually had a pretty solid game defensively. And I think mm-hmm. he was the best player out there on their wings, like Zion, like Brandon Ingram. He did guard those guys the best. But like you said, once – Billy, for whatever reason, I mean, like I said, I think it was he was going more so for like the on paper better defensive player or whatever. Yeah, he will had seven points at that point in the game. Yeah, but like, like you said, once Caruso got in there and he was then guarding Zion, <laughs> you got Alex Caruso guarding Zion and Brandon Brandon Ingram who was six ten. I mean, yeah. that's when he really went off. That's when yeah. they really went off. Instead of Billy recognizing, like, all right, who has the hot hand for us right now defensively? And clearly that was Patrick Williams. Like, he, he definitely was the Bulls' best defender on those two guys specifically. But you know who also killed us in that game? Valanchunas. Yeah. He he torched Vooch. He absolutely torched Vooch. Like, through the first three quarters, Valanchunas could not miss. And Brandon Ingram and Zion, they basically just took it home. But, yeah, man, and all throughout that game, DeMar was – for those refs needed their asses kicked. That was terrible, that whole game. I don't don't know what the refs was on. Did you see the first player of the game when Patrick Williams got a block, I believe it was, got down to the other end of the court and was about to dunk it, and then Herb Jones sm- clearly hits no ball at all, smacked his elbow, and they failed to call the foul. Yeah. They did not make the call. I mean, so, Yeah, and, and he it, still didn't put it in either. I mean, come on, dude. If you hear footsteps behind you, you jam that but, thing. But but that's the thing, though. Like, So he tried to dunk it. I don't know why he didn't go up with two, but he tried to dunk it, but Herb, he smacked his forearm. He smacked yeah. his forearm, so it threw his shot off. But the refs, they made many, many missed calls, and or they would give the um, the other team very ticky-tack calls, and that's what was pissing off DeMar so much. DeMar got yeah. a tech in the game. He, he got a technical foul call in the game. He, he probably would have had two if they didn't want to, you know, get beat up leaving the stadium. I mean, 
but yeah, it was it was really uh it, it was really uh um the refs play a huge role in this game. I mean, Zach he kind of went a little bit cold cold in the clutch. I didn't like uh the jumpers that he was taking that were very well contested. I mean, Zach he looked pretty decent throughout the first three quarters. And he was knocking down shots at a decent clip. But I don't know. He got a little trigger happy down in the clutch time. And, uh, yeah, it, it, was just, it was just bad, man. It was bad because the Bulls could have definitely won this game. And that, that turnover, too, like you mentioned earlier, that turnover uh, by DeMar when they was down three, I think it was like 20 seconds to go or something on the inbounds play. Yeah. Where the, the ball went off with DeMar's foot. So, But I, I also attributed that to DeMar. His energy was just off, man. And I, and I think that was because of the refs. He was too frustrated. Yep. So that's one of them, actually, that we did not predict. You and I did not put that game in our predictions. Um, yeah. This week, uh, the Celtics and Toronto helped me pull even with you, man. In terms of our predictions, so hey, I'm on a roll. We're back to no, you're you're you lost two, you lost two, you were up two, and now I Wait. I got two. And what's, yeah. what's two games? Uh, one of the Torontos, uh, mm-hmm. and I won one. Celtics, yeah, we both picked the Toronto win. No, but I, uh, I picked I picked the Celtics was going to beat them. Uh, yeah, because the Bulls beat them the first time, and I was like, the Celtics aren't going to go for another game. They're not going to get beat twice in a row. Hmm. I, had, I picked the Celtics, man. Yeah, yeah. Check I'll have tape. to replay the tape because yeah, uh, I, I got you down for an L, and I actually have P. Kid. I, I don't know what you heard, bro. Game. I don't know what you heard. No, okay, I, I, okay. I picked the Celtics. All right, next uh, Bulls Bulls podcast sixty three. We're gonna have a coach's challenge on that, and uh, <laughs> we'll replay that for our folks at home. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we got coming up. We'll review the stats. We have all season to figure out who's gonna win this one. Okay, so uh, let's pick games coming up here. We've got uh, Sunday yeah, I, the Ricky. I saw that too. Thirteenth. <laughs> oh, what's up, Ricky? Yeah. Oh, it's Ricky. Nah, he was talking. About how Vooch, uh, when Vooch flipped off the refs. Yeah, uh, that is going to be a constant meme for us forever. I'm gonna strip. I'm gonna <laughs> strip the. I'm stripping the background out of this. I'm gonna clarify it, enhance it. I'm gonna do all kinds of stuff. So yes, Ricky, thank you so much. Um, okay, so Sunday, November thirteenth, we got a good stretch of rest in between all these games, which is nice. So, uh, Bulls versus Nuggets in Chicago. Your old pal, Michael Porter Jr., hopeful bull that never happened. Uh, I'm saying this is going to be an L. I think Denver's going to beat us. What do you think? You know what? I'll, I'll take Chicago in this one. All right, good. I'll take Chicago in Denver. Good, because I need a spread here. I need some, I need some wins. Okay, we got Wednesday, November sixteenth. Bulls in New Orleans. Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be a dub. I don't think we're going to let that mistake happen again. And I think P. Will is actually going to do some offense this time. What do you got? I agree. I think Billy Donovan will adjust in that game. Okay. And then Friday, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and the Orlando Magic will be heading to Chicago. Uh, right now, their record pretty much sucks. But um, I actually am going to predict a loss. Oh, that's a hot one. No, I'm going to W. They better not lose that game. Uh, they they let me down versus the Spurs. I expected that to be in a bag. But yeah, I'm going. I dub. think I think what's going to happen is they're going to be high off that win in New Orleans, um, and something something weird is going to happen. I'm just predicting something weird. The rook going to get them. Load management. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, then we got Monday, the 21st, Bulls versus the Celtics in the United Center. I'm saying dub on that one. Bulls versus Celtics, W. Ah, man. Celtics are rolling, man. But we do play them really, really well. For whatever reason, they, they are afraid of DeMar. DeMar gets up to play Boston. Um, but I got to go with uh, L. Okay. All right. We're getting a good spread between us here. So this is going to make a, this is our week here to determine 
He's going to be the comeback king. All right. And then Wednesday, the 23rd, we're talking Bulls in Milwaukee versus the Bucks. And I'm saying L. Yeah. No brainer. Yeah. Well, you never know. Okay. Uh, That's pretty much going to do it for the Bulls podcast for this episode. So, um, you know some of the things that that, that we can expect this week in terms of um you what uh a bit, marcus i couldn't hear you oh anything in terms of your perspective of the bulls anything that you're looking forward to this week uh news wise or otherwise in terms of the bulls um i'm just looking for billy donovan like we were mentioning earlier i'm hoping that he uh correct some of his mistakes that he's made in these over the past few weeks couple weeks i should say um and i I think that he needs to uh put the right players on the on the floor and i think he needs to make uh, better adjustments more so but yeah i think um in this past week the bulls losses can be attributed you know uh by pretty much of a a wide margin to billy donovan if you ask me (laughs) yeah well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Wise, where can they find you on social media? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Radical underscore creator. That's uh, also, you can catch me, catch me on YouTube too uh, at uh, just Wise Black, W-Y-S-E Black. All right. You can find me at Marcus Couch on Twitter, Facebook, all the other stuff. You can find the show at Bulls Podcast. Uh, remember, help us out. Subscribe on YouTube. Throw a thumbs up at us. We really like that, like that stuff, uh, and it really is going to help out. Uh, we've got a number of guests and things that are coming up booked on the show. Fred says he wants to do it on a Friday or Saturday. I'm like, Fred, Fred, no. you got to come to us, buddy. So see Red mm. Fred uh, maybe later in the year. But anyway, got a lot of people coming up, and uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Bulls podcast. Until next time, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Hey, shout out to my boy Ricky Fontaine, too, man. We appreciate you kicking it with us. Absolutely. Take care, everybody.